0: Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 38. Today we have Will Rubottom, who you may or may not know as Cowley Hill Farm with Will on YouTube, which is very hard to get my tongue around for some reason. Um, Will, if you want to say hello to everyone there. Hello, how is everyone? Everyone. I'm just I'm just going to pretend I'm everyone. Everyone is well, <laughs> um, because uh, I cannot hear their voices at the minute um, because they are listening later on. Before we get on in to another excellent episode of the R2Cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer. A weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry. Whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry, The Scottish Farmer's got it for you. I think uh, we've had a few good backgrounds on in our time. Mine is pretty boring, given there's a mirror there that looks at that white bit of wall. So it's pretty boring. Uh, funky Farmer, uh, number 17, I think Richard was, has a really cool background in his kitchen. Uh, well, we got a gorgeous painting, I believe, in the back. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. I am um, at my grandparents' house because we're lamb in, and they've got a very nice painting of some shy horse in the background.
0: It's a nice one. It's a good one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I always quite like to look at folks' background and stuff. And with these Zoom calls, it was actually quite fun at the start of COVID, seeing people's houses and stuff like that. And at this stage, you're just like, yep, it's a house. I don't care. But I, I did think <laughs> it was quite nice. Um, yeah, well, and I have known each other for probably the best part of six months now. Um, we have a little uh, farm creators chat. There's a few <laughs> of us, like six or seven of us involved, Um that we, we just chat on WhatsApp and give each other ideas. And one of them's Cami, and he, he's always just telling you about how he's got like 4 million views. And <laughs> we're like, right, okay, what camera do you use? Though? That's all we need to care about. Um, Will's one of them uh, and is moving into the YouTube lifestyle, which we will get into. Uh, but Will, could you tell us a bit about uh, your sort of background in farming? Uh, it was your family in farming? And uh, yeah.
1: So basically, I'm from a family farm. I'm 25 and I'm in the middle of Staffordshire, so near Litchfield, for anyone who knows that. The farm at home is roughly about 500 acres. We rent roughly two-thirds of that I know a third. And predominantly at home, we actually produce hay and haylage for the equine world. So about 25 years ago, we actually used to be a dairy farm when my dad and granddad were farming back then and then they've moved into the equine world. My dad went off to college. He actually found out about haylage, and we were one of the first people in the UK that actually started wrapping bales of haylage, so we kind of trialled that kind of stuff, and we've stuck with it since then, and then when I was about 16, I decided I wanted to go to ag college, and I fell in love with sheep. We've never had really any livestock on the farm, apart from the dairy, 25 years ago, so from then, I've developed my own flock of clean sheep and then went to Bishop Burton College. That's when I was what, 16, 17 years old. And then um, went on to Harper Adams University, got a degree in uh, agriculture with farm business management. Um, mm-hmm. And then I came back home. I worked part time at home and then part time for a company called Data Mars, which also most people might know as like Kiwi Kit in Roxanne tags that's a brief overview of how i come out but actually originally when i was at home i didn't really wasn't into farming when i was like between the years of like 12 15 i was at a school in the town it wasn't too cool to be a farmer i kind of fell out of love with it i wanted to be an accountant believe it or not that isn't the most fun job in the world but um yeah, after that, I decided once somewhere I wanted to earn some money. So I came back onto the farm. Dad has a few chickens, so I, I did them. And then I learned how to drive a tractor and the loader, and then kind of fell back in love with it. So when I was really little, I used to sit on a tri- tractor with Dad, came back and then kind of fell back in love with it. So I haven't always actually loved the farming life, but ever since then, I've just loved it and just gone strength to strength and kind of taught myself all I can. In, about the livestock sector because we've never really been involved with that. Yeah,
0: and it's um, uh, to be honest, I wasn't over involved at that similar age. Uh, yeah. Now you could say I'm not a farmer these days, it was absolutely true, but certainly in the industry, but I, w- I, I was bored of it for a while. And, and that it wasn't cool to be a farmer um, thing is probably true. that yeah. That is the sort of thing that's there, which is a shame. And I think where I was, that wasn't the case. It was very rural. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is a. A feeling that's definitely there now. To say it's not cool to be a farmer, what your do says. I
1: know. I was just good at maths and thought it'd be easy. <laughs> In fairness,
0: through the exact same thought process, yeah. I, the only thing I can do at school is maths. I, so yeah. let's go into maths, yeah. Um, how can I just add for people for the rest of my life? Um, yeah, the 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 hay and haylage one's interesting, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like it's there's when we think of farms we think of growing crops in yeah. the sense of cereals or or veg or whatever yeah. uh, or growing livestock and normally what happens is the places that rear livestock have their own grass or they yeah. buy it. and it's weird to be well, not weird that's not that's, what i mean it's different yeah um, to be focused on that that single enterprise how did you said it was your dad
1: that made that decision how did yeah. that come about? so he was at college. and I think they got taught a lecture back then, which would be, I don't know how many years ago, but before I was born. So getting off 25, 30 years ago. And he just thought, why don't we try it? Because not many people did it back then. Most people just clamped silage. Haylage wasn't really a thing back then. And he's just grown it and grown it because obviously the equine world are after products. And especially back then, it was basically hay and they soaked it where now hays come along and it's kind of a product which is the best of both worlds but we treat our grassland kind of like an arable farm would treat their wheat crop. so we grow it to cut we don't grow it to graze so we let go to head especially with the equine world because you don't want really high energy so we let go to head which is the opposite of kind of what you'd want for a, a dairy farm they want all the energy in it so we want to go to head and let it be stalking, cut it then.
0: So just, <coughs> just for the viewers, I'm pretty sure I'm right when I say this, but I'm yeah. going to say it and completely go wrong here. Haylage is treat it like hay, let it dry out yeah. and then and say sil- it like silage.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of slightly higher moisture level to hay, yes. but not as extreme as silage, so you'll ted it out like you would hay, but maybe not an extra head to get to hay. So and try and think of like dry matter. So like I guess hay would be a lot lower than haylage, but silage would be a, a lot lower dry matter.
0: Yes. Do you hey. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And try thinking think in my head which way Randall's saying it. Silage is going to be wetter. Yeah. So it's going to have lower dry matter.
0: Yeah. We're yeah. going about
1: this a really weird way. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh that makes it's sense. it's the middle one, one basically.
0: Yeah. And when you said you were the first to wrap
1: it, yeah. what,
0: what was happening before?
1: So there wasn't many, it, we kind of were of the first people to trial wrapping bales. It's how I, I've always been told by a thousand grand. We might not have been the first, but they said when there was the first wrapper, square bale wrapper that came onto the market, we were one of the farms that trialed it. They said it's caught on a hell of a lot since then because obviously you can imagine first try and try rat wrap bells, it just used to snap all the time and they didn't think it was any good, but they persisted with it and where we are now, it's just worlds apart.
0: For sure, yeah, yeah. And so so you're waiting for them to
1: head. How, how many cuts are yeah. you imagined to get out of that a year then? Um, Two cuts. Two. And sometimes we take a cut at the back end, but that'll be more like silagey stuff, which will feed to the sheep at lamb in time. Right, okay. So that... The third cup won't go to horses because it just won't be right for them.
0: And do you sell direct to people with horses or do you sell to companies that sell to people with horses?
1: So we sell directly to horses. We'll sell, to like, we'll sell one bale. My dad's got a couple of Arthur Williams trailers and he goes out delivering pretty much all day, every day. Yeah. We also have like artics that come in from big jump yards and big race yards that take it to. So it's always handy to have a bit of both obviously some people just sell the big arctic loads but if you don't have that arctic come you've got a lot of haylage sat in the yard that needs to go and those people have one bale every week forever uh yeah. like customers that you need to just keep on your side what's the word for it they're just loyal customers that's the word yeah yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, it's it's
0: continuous business at that stage isn't it that's it yeah is there any particular lay that you're aiming for for that here?
1: Or is it um, pretty- so? They're Italian ryegrass mixes, so it's um, fast growing but short lays. So we plow up those lays every two three years, mostly every two years, and reseed because they're high yielding but for a short period of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah. when when you when you decided to go uh, to college, you're fifteen yeah. 16. Um did you think you saw a career in agriculture or was it just a bit of time to get away from school?
1: Um saying that I was I was actually 17, think about it, because I actually did a year of A levels and okay. then left and then I completely forgot about that when I was saying that. But um I just I enjoyed doing the farming at home and I was like, why don't I try it? If I'm honest, everyone on the farm was like, What Will's going into farming? No one thought I'd ever go in on that career path. And then I just loved learning about it. I was I was so interested, like especially livestock side. I, I read up quite a lot, which at yeah. college not many people do. But I was just that interested in livestock, and we'd never had it. And if I hadn't done that, I, I don't know what I'd have done with sheep. So <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: actually insane how similar your your teenage years were to mine. That's yeah, <laughs> I, I was the other again. I could just tell my neighbors we were like, at college." Like, did you? sent application to the wrong one or <laughs> what has happened to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's funny how how life goes that way. And I think it's even more of a shock when someone's from a farm and you think they're not going into it and then they do mm. and you're like, why didn't you go on earlier? You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So how long were you at Bishop Burton before you went on to Harper Adams? So I was there for two years and I'm not going to lie, there was two of the best years of my life. I've still got yeah. like my best mates all living in Yorkshire. So it's a pain because it's two two and a half hours away, but it was just a good laugh. And I lived up there because my auntie lives up near the college, so I stayed at hers at the weekends and just treated it as basically living on my own. So yeah, kind of period I grew up in. It was just it was nice to live in a different area. It's completely different. So it's near Beverly, which is quite close to York in the grand scheme of things, and just i say it's bigger livestock area. There's still a lot of arable, but um, yeah, well, but a bigger sheep area. Round by me, it's a big dairy area, so it's good right, to okay. see a different way of life.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and, you know, um, I found that when I went, we're from Arran, which is heavily beef and sheep. There's dairy, yeah. but it's beef and sheep. Uh, and then went to Ayrshire, which is heavily dairy. And, yeah. you know, it's good to see that difference. Um, because it's hard to, you think, well, what's the point in learning about this enterprise of all yeah. that's here? That, you know, it's it's kind of hard to yeah. grasp it. I can't look at it. Um what how long was so you were there for two years and then you were at Harper for
1: four years.
0: With Harper a placement yeah. Right. Okay.
1: So we do you did um two years sandwich like placement yeah, and then your final year. So right. I did ag with farm business management. So I'm quite interested in like the business side of stuff because obviously, any any farm it's got to make money. Yeah. Well, a lot of people say they do it for the joys, but if you don't break even, you're not going to be going for long.
0: Yeah, there's there's a there's always it's a that, fine
1: line, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there's
1: that. Well, it's a,
0: it's a way of life thing, and yeah, like, that's great if you live. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're purely going at it as a way of life to get by, like you know, you live off the fact—that's that different mm. thing. Um, yeah. So, so what what did that course involve then? Did you focus mainly on business management and look at so some aspects? Or the first
1: year, everyone does the same ag stuff, so it's very ag-based. Then the second year is slightly more business modules. So you do basically all the same ag modules and a couple more business. Then your final year is more predominantly business based. So it's all about doing farm plans and like yet yeah, given scenarios and you've got to figure them out. So say you're buying a farm and you're or you'd be acting as like a land agent for say, and you've got to be an advisor for a farmer. So you look at all in that area what um what the land's like, what kind of business directions it could go in and all the monetary, so you got to work out exactly like how much the rent is, how much each enterprise would benefit that farm, and literally in the depths, depths, depths of a business plan. Like trust me, like ten thousand word business plans. It. I'm glad I did it because I learned yeah. so much. But it's hard work.
0: It's never easy at the time, is it? But no, it no, normally worthwhile. Um, yeah, everyone would have a degree if it was easy. Uh, everyone would have it. Um quite quite famous Ag College Harper Adams really, Quite, you know, the world over. Um <laughs> it's it is one of those ones that sort of stands out, isn't it? When you think of the UK, I mean I worked for SRUC, but I think yeah when you really think of um big universities, you think of Sister, and yeah. Harper Adams. You know, yeah. those are the sort of two They are
1: um, like the traditional ones, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did did you focus what so you the year that it's sort of you everyone does the same yeah did you then sort of get the opportunity to focus into livestock or
1: grass or anything like that or um so yeah i got the choice of the livestock module arable everyone does grassland so that wasn't but i did predominantly livestock and that was very lab-based i took like the more science i think is it called was it bioscience or ag right. i took that um it's very interesting but very I think at uni, sometimes it can be a bit too, what's the word, Ac- academic. Do you know what I mean? It's stuff mm-hmm. over the top. It was really interesting, but it's probably stuff that I wouldn't need to know. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting too now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, no, absolutely. And and your sandwich year, did you arrange that? Where did you go to?
1: Yeah, so that that is a, a long story. I went to a, a sheep farm in Leicestershire they had 1700 ewes. uh it's meant to be a year but I was there 6 months and left so it was a very very good year i learned a lot and for mice, i bought a lot back home but i'm going to say i bought a lot back home from the shepherd and not the guy that owned the farm okay so I, <laughs> that that's why i left after 6 months and i'm not going to go into it too much but <laughs> it, i learned after. a lot but there's there's people you work for and people that aren't very nice. So
0: yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. We don't have to go into it. These no. things happen, unfortunately. But seventeen hundred years is a fair good start to cut your teeth in. guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hard work. It. I learned so much and I enjoyed it. It was just other sides of it. I didn't like the work. I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Um. They had mostly Aberfields and Aberfield crosses. So that's quite a new innovative thing so it was cool to see them in action and they topped pretty much everything with aber black tups so they were very innivist based and they had an odd hampshire tup and stuff so for comparison um it was farmed over about 800 acres so it was quite um, intensive they had a hell of a lot of lambs on and a lot of the lambs actually went to his brother that was a butcher and sold locally so that's kind of given me inspiration to do it myself. So even though I maybe didn't enjoy it as much as I could have, I learned a lot from it.
0: Yeah, do you know, I don't know much about these sort of Inovissi, no Primera yeah. breeds. It's quite interesting to see them appearing because breeds have always appeared, but these ones yeah. all just sort of seem similar in my head because I haven't looked into them, which is on on me mm. really. But uh, on that, you, you were on that sheep farm uh, yeah. and not coming from a sheep... farm yourself you now have that clean flock yourself by the way for those of you listening um, clean 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 however (laughs) we're saying it I always say it different it's L-L-E-Y-N it's a a Welsh breed of uh, Welsh white faced breed Uh, we've got some at home as well but could you tell us
1: uh, well why you chose them and how
0: you feel they're doing
1: so I chose them I started the flock about seven eight years ago and I was looking for a breed that was Easy care, because I, I had no literally no experience with sheep. i I've, I've done a couple of lambings on farms, but obviously not done it myself, so I didn't know the ins and outs of it. So I saw easy care, something that was MV accredited, which I'd read into, <laughs> and something that I could breed my own replacements from too going into the future. So I wanted to create a closed flock, and that kind of led me to the clean. Obviously, you can go for more terminal sire breeds, but they kind of cut out the easy lambing aspects and for myself yeah. I, I wanted to learn and not be there with like 20 pedigree texels thinking what on earth am I doing because I I, I could probably take on the pedigree texels now now I've got experience in, with lambing and you know what's in certain situations but we haven't really got a clue I wouldn't advise anyone going that route you want to learn first
0: uh, it's a great tip te- actually yeah
1: yeah and, um, it'd be and, and fun. It might not sound amazing, like, everyone wants, like, these really expensive texels, but they can cost us a lot of money if you lose them, too.
0: So and It's a high-risk,
1: high-reward, isn't it? And that's I think, it, uh, yeah.
0: If you started seven years ago, you'd have been 18, 19, whatever, and that's, that's sort of, it. You you don't want to be working with big cash at that age, really. No. <laughs> uh, so how how many how many did you start with?
1: So I started with five in the first year. And then the second year, me and my mum, so my mum gave me, we put in some money, 50-50, I bought 10 more ewes, and I went to rough-in sale, and I think I bought another 10. I right. Think, well, it might have been 12 or 30. It was like two lots of, I think we had 28, 30 ewes, and that's what I am the second year. And after that, the farm basically told me, you need to make it into a business. And obviously, 30 use isn't much of a business. So my dad and granddad, we sat down and they agreed that the farm would basically take the sheep on. I would manage them. Um, but they'd invest quite a lot into them. So I went up to Charles Geldard and John Geldard. I don't know if you've heard of them. John's the, he's the president of the NSA at the moment, or he was last year. Great. Right. Okay. Um, they're quite well-known clean breeders. And he let me go and pick 50 ULAMs up there. And we also went to sales and bought another 20, 30 shirling. So kind of got up to land 80, but also had my own replacement. So next year, 150. That might be a bit confusing, but then kind of consolidated for a year with 150. And then this year, i kept 100 ULAMs back. So minus Culls next year hopefully up to 220 230 and keep growing it's
0: a quick
1: growth that is yeah <laughs> that's why i always tell young farmers if you want something that's cheaper to invest in go for sheep because it can soon grow if you think yeah. like gestation periods and everything obviously you get you get one two lambs a year where with beef it's more 18 months or do you know what i mean and it's if you lose one, it's less of a loss, and I just think sheep are a great investment for someone that wants to get into farming too.
0: Again, looking at that risk way, it's a good way,
1: yeah. To get off,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it might cost to get in at the minute, but um, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. If you start with three or four, we had a good a good podcast. I think it was number twenty nine, uh, yeah. where with Ross Pattinson, who you may or may have heard of, but he he basically started from. As a fourteen-year-old having a uh, five pet lambs yeah. that he took off his a neighbouring farm in the garden, and you know mm-hmm. now he's got a full farm. Like it's, it's not the easiest thing to get into farming, but there's there is ways and means. You know mm-hmm. we've always had that help there. It's that, pretty quick. It's good going. <laughs> how how long do you think you can keep increasing numbers for?
1: Um, currently, the numbers are roughly three hundred because they're actually all on the rented land, but. We're looking to do a lot more electric fencing at home, which is actually a lot more high quality grass. Now I'm back from uni full time. So it's it's under negotiation. That <laughs> <laughs> that we basically will grow the flock until it impacts the grass because at the end of the day, the grass is the main enterprise on the farm, but the sheep are a great management tool for the grass. So they work hand in hand.
0: And it's yes, doing
1: getting them as big as possible without impacting the other side of the business.
0: Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um was was the reason you chose them because of the the sort of that with the terminal sires you're gonna have the problems and the bit of extra money. Uh, so you chose them because they're a bit cheaper? Is it and, and sort of less issues and easier to manage from
1: yeah. uh, a distance yeah. if you
0: will that sort of easy yeah. care like we were saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, that makes sense
1: that makes sense. Uh, basically yeah it's there's so many different reasons and i've now grown i'm now on the um promotions committee of the society so through doing like the youtube and stuff it i help them out with like suggestions and a bit more modern thinking not being yes. like critical or anything but um yeah, I've got quite involved, and I'm involved on the committee of our Midlands group too. So I I like getting involved with that kind of stuff. To if I can help in any way or give a different opinion on something that's a bit different.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and sometimes a sort of young a young mind to look at marketing and stuffs quite good because that you know that it's a totally different market model, isn't it? It really yeah. is. The worlds apart. Um, you're seeing two two lambs a year. Is that what you're getting, or are you getting higher than that? Because they can be pretty prolific queens.
1: So uh, this year I scanned at one eight six. Right. I get I get used uh, that. Right, this year I've had one quad, but last year I had five quads out of one hundred and fifty. So it's a flock's getting older. So you find obviously as the ewes get older, they scan higher, and next year they'll probably be the most similar age they'll be for the rest of my life because there's like a group of shearlings coming through where I had 85 shearlings coming through at once, where this year there'll be three second crop of lambs. Next year there'll be third crop. So I think last year I scanned at 179. And I, I do lamb early, so I put it down to that too, but also quite a young flock. And usually, obviously, shearlings will scan lower than sweat so it having its fourth yeah. proper lambs.
0: Yeah, no, they, they, I mean, because sometimes when you're looking at flushing and stuff like that, they almost advise against it with pure queens.
1: Yeah, I, I, I flushed the first year I had them, and I wish I haven't done it since because of that. It's the highest I've ever scanned the year I flushed, but I also lambed later. I bought lambing back because of union stuff, and selling new lambs later in the year, it's, if they're a bit bigger, stuff like that. you get to learn in the pedigree game. You've got to learn a bit earlier.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great way to learn. I mean, I've, I've not done it. Could kudos to folk that have just jumping mm. in, going for it. It's 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 class. Um, you mentioned the M V accredited. Could you yeah. tell us about what that is?
1: So M V is a disease, medivisner. We have to blood test for it biannually, and it's basically a wasting disease or disorder. Probably not the best way to say it, but basically for, it's a bit like yonis and cattle. If they get it, you probably won't notice it when they're younger. When they're older, they'll turn to like skin and bones when they're only four, like four or five years old rather than a normal age that uh, you would waste. And basically it cuts production back and it spreads fairly quickly. So becoming a closed flock that's MV accredited, it just, it cuts that risk down. No, i'm not gonna slag off like other breeds but obviously i find that's why i didn't go the mule route because i thought they're they're a great sheep i'm not gonna say they're not a great sheep but i think you can't really breed your own replacements unless you cross them and they're a lot higher risk higher disease risk mm-hmm. so that kind of put me cleanse rather than mules and a lot of people say the opposite but that's just my opinion.
0: <laughs> it's just gonna be whoever's got what is gonna be exactly. you know, there's no
1: <laughs> there's no point in, in having that argument
0: because folk will, will look at both sides. That's fun. Um, for, for for those of you listening that, that go to shows and such like if you've ever looked closely at sheep uh, showing, uh, there's sometimes a show happening with a main ring and a wee ring at the side. Now, that, that wee ring at the side might be getting bigger, uh, but that wee ring at the side is normally for accredited. Uh, and certainly what we do up here, there's less people are NV accredited than are. It's sort of more more common to not be as growing. Uh, that's sort of what, what's happening there. So what Will, what Will's talking about there.
1: Breed society work well. Is that is quite a lot of that? Or is that just sort of involved? Or you know, um, Before the dreaded COVID, I was quite involved with the Midlands group. So... I, like we were quite involved at the three counties showing stuff like that i've showed i showed sheep so i showed them at lincolnshire yorkshire staffordshire burr Wharton. i tried to cut it down to like four or five years just not at the farm um and then they asked me to go on to the national promotions committee having worked in marketing as well as the youtube so it's just i guess someone with a background knowledge that they can ask questions that someone might
0: not know much about yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah away. we i guess away from the not away from the farming side self-farming mm. but away from the you being working <laughs> you yeah. uh, you sort of working on the ground with with the stock uh, you work for data yeah uh, which first off sounds like the most it sounds like a proper spacey based company <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, what, what is data mars or kiwi kit i always forget the name um what do they do
1: so data mars are like a parent company so they are based in switzerland off the top of my head i might be wrong there i feel really bad if i'm wrong but um <laughs> they uh predominantly do like microchips so they do like most cats and dogs in this country i think there's a funny stat like three quarters of microchips are produced from data mars i might be wrong mm. it might be like a half or so, a high proportion of microchips <laughs> are from Data Mars, but they also um, have bought out quite a lot of companies over here in the UK and over in New Zealand, America. So, they're more probably known as Data Mars Livestock, which own like True Test, they own Kiwi Kit, Roxanne Tags, Pell Electric Fencing, Hayes Fencing. Quite, they've kind of consumed quite a lot, and but no one's heard of Data Mars. You'll have heard of Kiwi Kit that sell a lot of those brands, and then Roxanne Tags too. So they've, they're have they huge. I didn't realize how big they were when I accepted the job. I thought I was getting having a job with Roxanne, then yes. realized about Kiwi Kit. Then Data Mars, like my first week, I was like, this company's like, it's. <laughs> I was doing, I'm doing marketing for like Europe, social media. So, New Zealand has someone that does my job, some in America and Australia. I don't do a lot for like France, Italy, Spain, but I, if they ask for my help, I'll do posts and stuff. Predominantly, it's UK, but we do, like, it, it's so hard to describe how big it is.
0: It's it's funny, the, the, the biggest companies
1: are the ones you've never heard of. Well, oh yeah.
0: Not the biggest, but you know, we've all heard of Amazon and such like yeah. but I'm actually you can probably tell I'm looking at something here, you know, I'm trying to find a post on Kiwi Kit that you put up <laughs> that was about the week you and I first met when we were on yeah. Tammy's podcast. And I remember thinking, This company seems pretty big to be posting memes. Uh, but that <laughs> was I said, I can't remember what it was, but I would go and follow it um, because I can't find it. Um, yeah, it's quite funny some of the stuff you put up, and then I found out yeah. that was you that was involved in that. Um, how does how does that work? Because we we both do social media things, yeah, uh, and but everything I do doesn't impact anyone apart from me. Everything you do doesn't impact anyone yeah. apart from you. But when you're in charge of something like that, there, mm. it must just not be.
1: Oh well, you run the Facebook page, or is it like that? Um, kind of like ninety percent of the time, but then I will work with like the sales team of what they want to promote at certain times of the year, and then obviously we, there's a marketing department, and we have campaigns that run. So at the moment, it's a spring carving campaign, and they'll run into that like a lambing campaign. So advertising wise you kind of try to stick to the campaigns and products that sell at that time of year at the same time you're trying to create a social media presence which isn't just trying to sell stuff which is where like the memes and stuff come in so at the end of the day no one just wants to see sales pictures no. you, you follow an account because you find it interesting and that's where I like work with brand ambassadors and they give me content that maybe isn't technical but it's something fun to read and a bit different
0: yes it's, it's one of your main ones not is it the daily daughter
1: amy yes amy Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. that's
0: right that's right yeah i mean she's she's huge on instagram isn't she yeah 70, she's 000. yeah
1: yeah, yeah. this um, is sorry so you probably heard of ali hill Yes, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I won't just shout everyone out, but there's there's quite a few that people have heard of, heard of. Um
0: yeah, I won't I won't yeah. name
1: them all because I'll be here I, on I've, that. I've got the
0: right person, Ali Hill,
1: a hill farmer.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that is the best name. That's because brilliant.
1: um Cammy shouted them out the other week. I was like, ah, everyone just seems to know everyone <laughs> there. Like it's there's connections everywhere. Huge. I mean I, I
0: I've spoken about this. Last week, I spoke about this the week before on the podcast. Yeah. Like, there's such an excellent, my mum pointed it out to me one day, such an excellent online ad community. Mm. You know, from you find you, I mean, I've spoken to Graham Parker, he has got more than yeah. a million subs. And, yeah. you know, you and I are mates with Cami, who's huge, and different people are doing their different things. And it's yeah. class.
1: I love it. I honestly love it. And it's, um, um, it's so nice how, like, people like Cami will give, Me tips, but a lot of people are very approachable, and if you ask them, they'll help you out. Like when I started, I used to ask people, "Like, what camera do I buy?" Yeah, because I I had no idea. Like, if you haven't done it, you have no idea,
0: and you've no reason to know. Um, No, exactly. But you're right. It it, it's. I assume, in a lot of things, big people don't big people as in sort of reach wise don't have to help, but everyone's just willing to. Yeah. To, to give you I mean we we really need not be nice about Cami because his head will get bigger than it already is <laughs> uh, but but also you, you create this excellent sort of friend network of people you've never met yourself Carol I've met Cami, but you know like these, yeah, yeah, these people yeah, you've definitely. never
1: met and the uh,
0: Highland show is going to be fun
1: uh, yeah no yeah I'm, I'm definitely there I was checking what shows I'm going to I'm actually not going to Balmoral but I'm at the Highland show so I'm definitely there
0: no I'll be at the Highland as well uh, whether it's for work or not or both, uh, I'll I'll be there. This, I mean, when does this come out? It won't be far until the Highland Show, no, a month or two. In, no, until it, here. Those are sidetracked a bit, but these shows and stuff this year are going to be brilliant. Like just oh, seeing no, everyone. Yeah, it's all until, been like
1: lockdown for two years. I was lucky because I went to Yorkshire and Staff Show last year, but literally they were the only shows that were on. Yeah, none of the yeah. other shows like the little ones where everyone goes that knows each other from that local area or the Welsh and the Highland they're going to be mental oh it's, yeah it is it's going to
0: be good crack and, yeah. and it's yeah it's it's so needed I remember it was this time last year that they decided the Highland wasn't happening last year and uh, I remember thinking oh right that's them making the decision Highland will be on this year mm. bang it's not happening okay it's happening the showcase which they did a great job with yeah right? it's not the same (laughs) Uh, no it'll be be good good to see everyone i hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the r2 cast with another really interesting guest i would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today the scottish farmer and i would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry um the Winter Olympics is either currently on or just finished. I can't remember. And uh, yeah. people the world over are winning medals. Scotland won. Uh, the the guys won silver in the curling. Uh, and the 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 girls won gold. But talking about the silver because we have a medalist here as well. Not an <laughs> Olympic medalist, but a uh, uh, British Farming Awards medalist, um, which is really cool. British Farming yeah. Awards. I'll be honest. Well, wasn't something I was over aware of until uh, Tom Pemberton won. Gold and the one you got silver out of the Yeah, that's it. Before, yeah.
1: Which is mad um, to think. Oh, uh-huh. everyone mad. says that I might. Like, I've, I've got an award that Tom Pemberton won. I might. Like, it it just it still hasn't sunk in me because I might. Like, I've got what two thousand eight hundred subscribers and he's got like four hundred thousand or yeah. way more than that. or it's mad. Um, I don't
0: think you're far off into something like
1: that yet. Well, how how, how does? Maybe tell us a bit about what that award is uh, and how
0: how did you come forward for it?
1: So it's Digital Innovator of the Year. Um, The award's uh, run by the Farmer's Guardian. And my girlfriend's stepdad put me forward without me knowing. So I got a random phone call one day saying, "Um, hello, is this this Will? I was like, "Yep." He says, I've got, well, it was a woman, not he. Um, I've got some good news for you. but You've been shortlisted for Digital Innovator of the Year. I was like, "Are you, sh- are you sure you got the right person?" Are you Will Brewbottom? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Um, Michael McNellis put you forward. I was like, "No way." I was like, "I was like, how?" Like the British Farm Awards. Like I've what I like seeing it on TV and stuff on some of these. Um, like this, not this farming life. Like that, that similar program. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Surely not. And I was like. It was just mad. And then we went to the night, and I was like, I'm up against people like Zoe, is it Colville, the Chief Shepherdess, Chief Shepherdess yeah. um, the Ethical Butcher, and oh, this is bad, I can't the other person. But there's four of us in the category, and I was like, "What? Well, I'm the smallest person, don't expect anything. Just have a good night. We got there, we got on the Peronies. It, it was just... But actually, when we got there, I was doing a vlog, and as we got out the minibus, I said, "Oh, there's a Lamborghini!" Imagine Jeremy Clarkson's here. and he just and he walks out the car, and I'm like, "No way!" Oh, really? Yeah, Clarkson was there uh, filming for to him? Amazon. Yeah. So I don't know we we might be in the back shot of that, but you never know. Did you Did you speak to him? No, I spoke no. to Caleb. And, What's he like? He um, happy? he's all right. Right, okay, yes. Everyone was, like, fangirling him. That, that was the problem, like, I can understand, like, someone like that maybe put off events like that because literally he was just getting, like, surrounded all night and I felt for him a bit.
0: It can't be easy. I mean, the guy the guy openly talks about the fact he doesn't really like leaving Chipping Norton, no. you know? And, and and there's people like that, that they live their whole mm. life in one place and they're perfectly happy and live their life that way. Uh, I could I worry about
1: him actually because
0: yeah. of that reason, you know. Um It's like Jenny, gone from Jenny, a very
1: quiet person to someone that everyone knows. Everyone. I mean, yeah. I
0: remember I remember watching Clarkson's farm the first time and thinking, you know, I think what all farmers thought this can go really well or really bad for farming. Yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah, probably yeah. thinking this is going to go really bad for farming. <laughs> which, which it didn't. But no. um, I remember seeing Caleb Cooper contracting. Followed it on Facebook and then followed him on Instagram. And yeah. I think he was sitting at like 12,000. Yeah. Well over a million now. Like, I mean, that's. Oh, it's mad. Like, yeah. If, fair play to him. And I hope it goes well for him. But I do want yeah. it. Like, it's not what he really wanted. But so anyway, that, that's yeah. not the reason we're chatting. But uh, so when when was the awards? Well, when? So you...
1: it was last October. Um, then, oh, yeah. When I was at the table, we're on about. Um, where we got and then they did they do the silver then the gold goes up to the stage to save time right. then literally there's a vernon k presenting it and then they're going through all the awards and then yeah nervous and ner- more nervous because yours is coming up and then they got onto it and then they did the sh- the four explained a bit about everyone and then on screen said we'd like to award the silver award too and he was like will Ruba i was like Vernon K just read my name out and then the guy came <laughs> over with the award. I was just like it's like disbelief because you never think it'll happen to you.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and, and I think I think we're all pretty bad for being over modest. You know, like oh i you said I'm the smallest. And yeah. you know, it, it's not it's not biggest following of the year award, it's it's digital innovator. And then that's yeah. you, you weren't solely a YouTuber, you were also working in uh, data, which is is all yeah. private. Who who won? Out of interest,
1: um, the ethical butcher.
0: So is that Glenn Burrows and the? Uh, oh, I forgot another guy's name. The reason I say that is if you're listening and you're wondering who the ethical butcher is, r two cast number one. <laughs> mm. Remember where the podcast started? Um, it was with, um, I
1: can't pronounce his name. Oh, there's two of them. There's that's, two it's Glenn it? Burrows and there's there's a guy who's
0: I would say of Indian origin. Name? Yeah, you know that. Yeah. That's maybe a generalization, but yeah. Uh, I'm sure it begins with F. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um but yeah, no, brilliant. Excellent. Um quite quite a day. Was was the say did someone called Emma Victoria Hudson win that night, win second on the veg side of things?
1: Ah, uh, is that um oh what's the name?
0: Yeah Princess Cabbage.
1: That's it, yeah. Uh I, I because as, as you do, um, the Chief Shepherdess created like a group chat before it so everyone got yeah. to know each other because um I don't know if you know AK, the Rainbow Farmer. I don't actually. So if you follow him, he was there. He, he's really good. So he's um done all farming on his own. Um, there's, there's quite a few people.
0: There's oh, there's loads of folk out there. It's brilliant. No, I've oh,
1: never
0: yeah. seen before. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've Spoke to Zoe, trying to get her on the podcast. Um, Emma's coming on the podcast. Mm. Esco Butcher's been on the podcast. Yeah. You've been on the podcast. I'm just basically going to do the farming award winners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you know? I've never considered it. it's probably a good thing. It's probably a page that says all the winners. Just to yeah, yeah, the range. Yeah, them, yeah, hit them all. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll win a British farming award for a person that knows the most British farming award winners. <laughs> 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 you know, um, no, and what w- we've talked about. Put forward for an award, um, you know, regarding digital innovation, uh, and came out second, which is brilliant. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I think you were maybe up against it, and the fact that I believe that year was the year Ethical Butcher basically ruined Veganuary. Veganuary was huge, yeah, and, and it really was massive. And they sort of looked at, well, no, it's not the right thing to mm. do, and and they I mean when Glenn talked about it, it was millions and millions of views they were getting on these. Yeah, posts. Yeah. So maybe maybe
1: it was quite a an upward <laughs> battle for you. <laughs> yeah. I was saying that um, I I thought I was up against Tom Pemberton, you never it, it there's great people every year, so that's it. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's
0: cool to sort of be be remembered as one of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but the YouTube channel, you mentioned a bit about starting vlogging, but yeah, was, was there ever any Intentions with it, or was it just this is fun, I'm gonna show folk?
1: Um I, I I'm not gonna mention it again, but I used to watch Tom Pemberton and I was like, no one does sheep. Obviously, there's Cami now and Sandy Brock and people like that, but when I was watching it, I'd never found Kami. Um I was like, someone needs to do this for sheep, and then I started the Instagram, and I was like, Well, I'm getting quite a lot of like traction, like people engaging with what I'm doing and I was like I'll just have a go and that's what I did so I just I went to Argos and bought a GoPro had no microphone or anything which you learn you need because the GoPros haven't got very good mics and um just started vlogging the first one I've watched it back and it's awful I'm gonna well, have to I go think that's the, the same with everyone it was just me <laughs> in a field I recorded it about 50 times of me saying this 30 second clip of what the flock was at home and like from there to now i could just talk on the gopro for like five minutes and not think about it. but then I, it took me an hour to record about like 30 seconds i was like i can't do this i wasted too much time
0: that's, br- that's br- you've just explained everyone's first attempt at it yeah it's spot on i mean <laughs> it, I, yeah i i didn't do youtube i don't do youtube but um well i post on youtube you know what i mean the first video I put on R2K was yeah. me talking about the stratification system. Yeah. And I'm like, <clears throat> so so here on the farm, with, with with the farm, and then like two seconds later, right, the camera's down here. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, on the farm. Oh, geez, right now I'll <laughs> On.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's
0: literally it. A... <laughs> and the, for those of you starting out in YouTube and stuff, Will has just pinpointed the most important part mm. Do not do what everyone does and go out and get an expensive camera and forget a mic. Get a good mic and an okay camera. It's yeah. so much more important. And work up. Oh, some of the but videos even if I've you got. use
1: your phone and a decent mic.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was speaking to Cammy about it. I've mm. got the. Oh, that's probably have to cover the photo there. Uh, I've got. <laughs> I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got uh, um yeah iPhone. 13 pro max and i was saying yeah. to him i was like look if i'm getting into vlogging and doing stuff for the bbc what's the best camera and he's like that one it can't be beaten there's you know mm-hmm. there's no there's no comparison yeah um which is crazy really when you think about it you think oh it's got to be a gopro or some kind of Yeah. yeah, yeah. really it's really not the case um but yeah you're sitting at 2800 uh yeah did, was there any certain time that it started to grow quicker or has
1: it just been sort of steady as you go Um, I've had times where like people shouted me out. So, um, guy called Nick's farmer talked to him a little bit. He shouted me out and I got like 300 in a day, which was mad. But most recently really, it's grown really quick over lambing. So I've done lambing vlogs every day for the last three weeks. And I've got about 400 new subscribers in two, three weeks. So it shows us the interest there. It's just, I know with YouTube, algorithms and all sorts it's just getting the right title the right thumbnail and suddenly you get a video that goes boom like my most popular video is me showing people around the new iPhone Williams trailer and that's obviously because people search on google yeah the exact search term that I put and it's got like seven eight thousand views which for some people isn't a lot but for myself it was one of my original videos and it's got loads of views
0: it's the, the whole title thing is huge yeah i mean i had kevin harrison who you may or may not know is uh, you mentioned one of the clean guys was the nsa chairman kevin yeah. harrison was either before him or after him i yeah, don't know yeah. but but i had him on because he was on clarkson's farm
1: yeah, um, he, was, yeah. he was the
0: guy and uh no don't be wrong kevin's story is one of the most interesting i've had on the podcast but I don't think many folk are YouTube and Kevin Harrison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, Kevin, if you're listening and thinking <laughs> that you're a guru on YouTube, I do apologize. But um, I put Kevin Harrison of Clarkson's farm and I blew up podcast, yeah, 700 yeah. views, you know, that's, that's good on a podcast. Yeah. Um there's, and you see Kami and and yourself and Carl and Joanne and all that talking in that group chat, like, mm. uh, what was it? Kami put, they did the thing with Gareth Wynne Jones and it, it mm. was like, uh, yeah, that's what it was. Gareth Wynne yeah, Jones yeah. to us is famous, right? 80, yeah. Is he 90,000 followers on Facebook? He's big on yeah, TikTok, yeah. big on everything. He's pushing for 10,000 on YouTube by the end of the year yeah. when he doesn't even do YouTube. Yeah. Um, but nobody cares about Gareth Wynn Jones in the grand scheme of things. So yeah. instead of saying gathering on Gareth Wynne Jones' farm, yeah. he changed it once it was already out to gathering on a hill farm and he yeah. saw it, shoot up. It's like, it's a science in itself. And I mean, it's your yeah, job, yeah. literally. So you'll, be doing a lot with it um, yeah that's actually a point for Data Mars. do you do videos or is it more posting and, and more like- posting
1: on social media but moving forward we do want to do videos what's held me back before was covid really but um i want to get out on farms as well as for my own channel that's one thing i'm really keen to do is go and visit some different farms not necessarily sheep farms go and meet some farmers and maybe like you do with the podcast, do one video a month where I go and meet someone in a completely different system in a bit different of a video rather than just my farm, my farm, my farm. But that's the same with work. They want to, with their ambassadors and stuff, go to farms and do videos with them. That, it's one of the reasons I got the job, but I haven't been able to do it yet because of circumstances.
0: Yeah, It's, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you would think, like take a hoof GP right, he 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 has the biggest farming YouTuber in the world. Yeah. and um, If you class it as farming, fair yeah, enough. If yeah. you don't, but f- he has tried on a couple of occasions to sort of go from the norm and let's show people something different. Yeah. It just does not work. Yeah. Like yeah. so for Kami it works because he's different, 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 different. Yeah, yeah. For you, it would work, different, different, different. Yeah. yeah. But but for Graham, his his sort of whole. It's literally, literally just. I'm food going trimming. To. Yeah,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah, and people just buy into that. Yeah. ASMR. I, I, I looked into sort of ASMR stands for uh, autonomous sensory resonance response and uh, sensory response. Sorry, and and sort of that constant. It's almost like a boot hormone boost. Is yeah. so interesting, and folk TikTok and YouTuber. Some people are just making a killing off it, but I think mm. that going to other farms and stuff would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd love to sort of make this, so I could have people here talking to me. Yeah, I yeah, mean, this yeah. is
1: fun, but it's 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 not. I know what you mean. Um, it's different. It's not like when you're together. It's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Joe Rogan. Uh, if you're looking for competition, I'm coming for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's cool. The whole there's so many opportunities out there on YouTube, and and sometimes it's just. Try, 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 try. Put the most ridiculously stupid thing up and back. That's, yeah. you know, that seems... That's to it. Um, you mentioned the Funky Farmer early on. One of the things he said, if you look up Funky Farmer, he's yeah. got one video with 20 million views, mm. right? Now, I don't know how much you look into analytics and stuff like that, but I, I watched the Sidemen, who you may or may not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and one of them only just hit 10 mil on one views. On, yeah. 10 mil views on one video. Last year, and they huge. Like they're huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that was Zerker, who's one of the smaller ones, but still. And the reason Richard had this is it's just he has like a, a sort of proper old school buyer parlor, right? Yeah. And his analytics show about 60% of people in India were looking that up. Uh, and it's blown up to 20 million. Mad. like, And now, whether that's monetized or not, if mm. it is, it'll be too. Oh, three. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, not bad is it <laughs> no not at all not at all um yeah maybe maybe you don't want to answer this and if you don't i can
1: cut it out but uh,
0: it does are your videos monetized are you at the stage that happens is it a thousand yes yeah, so
1: yeah my videos uh <clears throat> monetized i've been monetized for about uh, eight nine months so i think it's four thousand watch hours but you see him as soon as you hit that It grows loads. So I think I've just hit 20,000 watch hours. But I think that's just YouTube in general. It kind of grows and grows and grows and gets bigger slowly, unless someone shouts you out and then he goes, boom. Do you know what I mean? And then.
0: Is that 4,000 watch hours total or 4,000 watch hours in the last.
1: Oh, so it's in the last 12 months that you need to be monetized for. And I think I'm at about 21 now. Right. I've got a lot of watch hours from the last month, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, that it's yeah, brilliant, and, and and it's.
0: I mean, lambing sales, yeah. <laughs> lambing sales, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're right.
1: It. But, but a um, lot of
0: work. I mean, you're you're putting one a day out. How long yeah. are you editing for?
1: Between one and three hours for these. So, my normal videos, I probably do a bit more. Um. But I find if you do it too much and spend too much, it doesn't make too much difference. Yeah. If you if you get cut right and sometimes the more rustic videos do better because it's more realistic rather than a picturesque, perfectly edited video. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: 100 well, percent Yeah. And and what sort of what sort of
1: time of videos are you looking for? If you got say a time. Yeah, yeah, like so, so I used to aim for like eight twelve minutes with these <clears throat> lambing ones they've been a lot longer because I seem to have filmed more in a day than I would normally. So these have been like 10 to 18 minutes long. Depends um, how much has happened in the day. You can't want to show it all because I feel like if you cut it out people are like what happened to that lamb from yesterday. And you kind of have to give updates too as you go.
0: Oh people get invested. People are yeah yeah like,
1: yeah oh absolutely uh, do
0: you film everything? Are you just a camera on 24-7? or?
1: Um, <clears throat> I'll have it on for like two hours and then I'll put it down for like three hours and carry on. When I'm out in the field doing a normal video, I tend to have it on all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Or say I'm um, drenching news, I might just like video a batch of 20 and get on with the job and then do a bit more. But kind of try and find what works and is most efficient because I don't want to waste loads of time filming. That's the worst thing. Like At the end of the day, you're working, so you don't want to like, waste loads of time.
0: And it's, it's funny when you're, you'll quite be at this stage, but I know we've spoken about Cammy a few times throughout. Cammy's at this stage where he's at the stage to take time away from his actual job to film. Yeah. And it'll be weird when... If you continue to that stage, yeah. you get there. Uh, instead of your dad being like, "Right, come on," well, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Actually, dad, we're waiting really a hell of a lot more doing this, you know. <laughs> to, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a fantastically interesting diversification mm-hmm. going into YouTube. Uh, I, I I could I have a lot of people on that have been you know, do well. Let's even say social media. You know, yeah. It, it, it's brilliant. Diversification is a big thing with Brexit and whatever that may yeah. be. Uh, and it's it's not one that jumps out at you, but it's it's arguably the most
1: successful. I never even thought about it as a diversification, to be fair. Yeah. Until I was just like, it it yeah, it definitely is. But I never thought about it like that, if I'm honest. But now, earning money from it, like I don't earn loads. I before this month, I earned like sixty, seventy pounds a month, which isn't a lot of money. But this month, it's like doubled or triple. But that's because there's a lot more videos and it's just see where it goes. If I'd love to be able to do it, spend more time on it. But at the end of the day, I've got a mortgage and stuff like that. I couldn't just give up my proper job to do it and yeah. risk everything. It has to be risk but reward.
0: 60, 60 quid a month and now for this busy month, 100 or 200. That's extra yeah. money that you wouldn't be getting. In- exactly. And just for comparison, probably be the last time I'll mention him in this podcast, but I asked Cami quite recently yeah. about a year ago now, because I yeah. was just going to have him on the podcast and I think he was in May. Yeah. So maybe not quite a year ago. And 64 pounds was what he'd made that month. Yeah. So keep at it. A year yeah. yeah no. you'll be.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean. Like he's kind of um, someone that gets you motivated because you're like, I can do that. And I, I've seen how good his videos have got, like, over time. i watched some of his original videos, and it's the same with myself. You see them improve. Just oh, by doing more and more, you improve.
0: It's, it's the easiest way to get better at something. I mean, I, remember, I don't edit videos to any high quality at all, yeah. but I remember the first time I'm like, right, I've got to make a video. And I just did it on a pod on my iPad, with uh, yeah. Fusion. Um, and I'm like, there's so many buttons I'm never going to manage. No. If, if you're out there and you're looking to, to get into video editing or creating videos or whatever honestly there is no better way than just go for it I mm. don't even watch YouTube tutorials have a play it's the yeah. easiest way um, but no good on you and, and it'll be interesting to see a year from now uh, sort of where you're <laughs> sitting because it is the, that first two or three thousand is the hard one
1: mm.
0: um, and then you know Sandy Brock might see one of your videos and then bang you know oh you fly, yeah uh, I mean she's she's the queen, of the sheep side, isn't she? Really? Oh but,
1: yeah, she's over half a million, I think.
0: Is she now? Yeah. 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 And that, that's the thing. I thought she was at like 320, you know, mm. because I saw like two months ago. And what's probably happened is she has jumped up. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a strange old game, but good on you for jumping into it and, and I commend you for, for the time you put in. Um yeah, listen, well, that's been great. We've spoke for I'm pretty sure an hour. Um it's been it's been good to chat. There's always two questions that we finish every podcast list. Uh, you've said you've listened to some of the pod- podcasts. Have you listened to the end and know the questions? Uh, they are, uh, one, where do you see yourself in five years? So what do you see yourself doing at 30? What a horrible thought as a 25-year-old that we're being... <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Uh, and also, if you would any tips for folk coming into farming, you gave... gave- wow, words are not happening for me today. <laughs> you gave a great tip earlier uh, about... Um, Sort of, instead of just jumping in with a famous terminal sire yeah. and leading to some problems because you don't know, that's the only yeah. reason. Uh, trying something like Cleans. I thought that was brilliant. Maybe you've got some other ones, uh, but the other two questions. What do you think?
1: Um, I'll start with a second one, just going off of that. And that is although I said start cheaper, buy quality, not quantity. So it might buy what you can afford, but buy, say, you could afford 10, but five decent ones. Buy five decent ones because in 10 years time, you'll be 10 years ahead because you started with much better quality stock or machinery or whatever you, whatever that is. Um, that's one thing I always tell people. Another thing is just have a go because you'll never learn if you don't have a go and ask questions. People are really scared of asking questions. And sometimes, if you just ask someone, they'll give you an answer that you were too afraid to ask. Or, like, don't be afraid to ring the vet if you've got a problem, even if it's something that's stupid, ask. Because it'll, it'll solve so many um, questions that you have.
0: Or, or like we've done, get yourself a friend like Kaz, who's just on the yeah. WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just when you say by quality, I, I was just expecting you to sort of drop in, you know, quality such as a Cowley Hill Farm you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah no good stuff and where do you see yourself in five years what do you think you'll be doing then Um, five
1: years time it's it's very dependent on how the YouTube and stuff goes there's like two options one I'll be a lot I'd like to be a lot higher up well more involved at data Mars or the other route is a lot more heavily involved at f- home, but the home option kind of relies on YouTube creating me an earning because at home at the moment there's three generations. Obviously, a Family Farm can't pay that, that many yeah. staff a decent wage to pay a mortgage, and I'm not going to make it myself or the farmer reliant on me, and I don't want to ruin a business just because I want to go back to Family Farm. Yes. So, the YouTube could be a make or break. So if loads of people are nice to subscribe, it might help me in that direction. But there's kind of two paths. I love the marketing. I love the farming. And whichever one happens, it happens. And everything happens for a reason. So whichever way it goes, I'll be happy. But I'd always love to come back home. But it doesn't always work like that. It may be a longer term thing. So like going on to the 30 years, maybe at 50, or maybe back home, but it, it's such a long thing to look at 30 years' time.
0: I'd love to... It's impossible, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be in my dad's shoes, but I don't know if I could run. I'd much rather it be more livestock-based because I love the halogen; it makes money, I'd still do it, but it's more the delivery side and stuff. Yeah, I'd have to employ someone because it takes that much time and I won't be able to do the sheep. And the sheep's where my passion is. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a business and the sheep probably doesn't make as much money as the haylage. So it's it's all these, like when I was at uni, it's doing like cost benefit analysis. So you put them out both on both sides. And if I'm honest, the haylage will win every day of the week. But <laughs> I love sheep, so.
0: Well, that, that's the thing. It, it wins every day in the week purely on that cost benefit analysis but you've yeah. got to sort of somehow put a tangible worth on that i love sheep comment which yeah, is yeah. a massive part of it you know yeah and um, if you're at the stage you're thirty, you can afford that mortgage you and your partner are happy you might have kids they're happy all that sort of thing then yeah that's got to be what, what matters really isn't it and if delivering hay and haylage could be really good for vlogging <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> consider that as well this I'd love to get people involved. I've probably got to the confidence level now where I would talk to people on camera. Maybe a year ago, I wouldn't have, but I've now got the confidence where I have other people on. Like, even my mate came down to the shed the other day. He stores a trailer at the farm. And so I'll come hold of you and I'm chatting to you on camera. Where before, I'd, I don't know why I'd be embarrassed, but I think it's just gaining confidence with the camera with other people.
0: I think the biggest part of that is you feel like i hope they don't think i'm putting them out
1: yeah
0: i don't even think it's a personal thing i think it's like i hope they're comfortable i hope they're not just saying yes because i'm you know hmm. it's it's a hard one that and it, yeah yeah i mean a lot of them just constantly folk in them and some some youtubers won't do it at all you know it's yes yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's an instant balance but i think the farming one's a good one like you know if you're at someone's farm that's also on the platform, They'd be, mm. everyone would be happy to see that. Oh, my God, the yeah. over, you know, folk, folk love that. So, you know, if you need a massive guy on the Facebook side of things, I can always pop <laughs> in. <Yeah.
1: laughs> no, I'd love to go and visit people and, like, do collaborations and stuff, because I think people love seeing two different channels, then they mix, and they love to see how they work together and all that side of it. It works really well because it benefits both people. Also, I think it makes a good video too.
0: It does. It does because it's two people that are doing that. way. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's it's good. Well, I, I look forward to the to the well goes out to Sandy Brooks for Barn. I could I, l- I could listen to her say Barn forever. Burn <laughs> oh, what a fantastic accent the Canadians have! Um, yeah, well, I think I think she's actually maybe taking a, not a break from YouTube. But I think her daughter was a bit ill there for a while. Yeah, um,
1: I, I watch those. some of the. I I try and watch like everyone, but it's you can't, so you miss stuff.
0: <laughs> I openly admitted to you yesterday. I watch nothing. Embarrassingly, I mean, yeah. I'll sometimes I'll be lying in bed and I'll just randomly put a YouTube video on. But I'm mm. so bad for watching nothing. Um, yeah, my dad, my dad is. The, I mean, he probably seen every single one of your videos. You know, he doesn't miss a YouTube video. No, um, that's mad. That's mad yeah he's, he's he loves the whole farming side of things yeah. he'll be watching this uh he'll be watching vlogs and stuff but maybe if he hasn't seen you he'll you'll have a new subscriber from now on <laughs> which will actually be me because he won't make a google account and he just subscribes on me my... <laughs> 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 uh yeah no here listen it's been good to chat spoke to you once before will and uh, sort of spoke for the last six months over text but it's, it's nice to actually sit down and have a chat sometimes um and for those of you listening, um, let me not even try and pretend that I'm remembering this because I can't. Uh, we'll see you next week for um, Emma that I mentioned earlier, Princess Cabbage. Sorry, well, not throw you under the bus here, but hands down the best name on any platform ever is Princess <laughs> Cabbage. So Emma is a is, is a veg farmer. She won the British Farming Awards. I can't remember what place or what what, but uh, she was there as well. So another a uh, young farmer um, that is, is, has been award-winning in the last couple of years through a COVID weird lifestyle. So we'll see you then uh, for R2Cast number 39. Well, that's it. Another R2Cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up. And I would just like to say that getting these guests on board, uh, it does take time uh, and it always has done, but I've now went weekly And with that comes even more time required. And I would just like to finally thank once more the Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.